Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Ruben Torres, and we are live. Once again, hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. And, um, folks, we have a great guest on tonight, as, as we do every night. Um, we're going to be introducing to you a, a man who's running to president of the United States, for president of the United States, um, and he'll be coming up in just a few minutes. Um, and before I we go into that, I do want to mention that um, the show is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit, Stutch studentsforabetterfuture.com, and um, I want to mention, uh, and we keep talking about this, is the Tipping Point Contest. It is actually ready to be pitched, and um, it is up on GoFundMe. It is GoFundMe.com backslash Tipping Point. We'll take you right there. Um, We're giving everybody a chance to sponsor a student for an essay contest, and the sponsors are going to get to know their students and um, I believe the uh, sponsorship fee is $40 if you want to sponsor one student uh, or you can co-sponsor a student with others and contribute a little bit less and um, the essay contest is 1500 words and it's going to um, be written about it's called the national debt and we want to see where our students stand on the national debt and, and how to fix this crisis. It's a growing crisis. Right now we're something like $18 trillion in debt. Maybe by 2025 we'll be, we'll be $27 trillion in debt. And these students are going to inherit this country. Um, so it is a great contest. A lot of people seem to like it so far. And it is a way for you to partner with us as well and, and to get involved. And um, uh, and Ruben and I were talking, speaking of, of that and, and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, by the way, folks, getting a student involved is not as easy as all the groups think. And I'm sure Ruben can also ac- account for that. Mm-hmm. You can't just go on a college campus and think you're going to recruit a student. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> You can actually you can uh, work with other on-campus groups like a Republican group or or any of the other ones, but it is not that easy to just go and get a student. Except of course if, if you are Ruben Torres, because I'm uh, sure he's educated his students <laughs> thinking conservatively, right? 
right, right, or, or during Cinco. Um, right. But, but so it is a great way for even other groups to partner with us and to help us out at, at this end. And in turn, by you helping us out by sponsoring this contest with us, it also helps you out because you will get to to meet the student of whom you sponsor, and you can grow your group as well. So it's a symbiotic relation. That's a great thing, right, Ruben? Uh, to it have is. groups it's... working like that. Yes. You know, um, and, and I think that that contest is a great way to uh, get the young involved, don't you think? Because there's a grand prize in it too. Well, yeah, the 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 the, the, peop, the young people today are, are getting such a bad rap. Uh, I mean, to some extent, some of them are, it is right uh, that some of them are going in the wrong direction. But there's a great number of of young students out there who are dedicated, and they want to be the generation that's going to keep this country afloat and is going to make this country great again. That's right. Um, you know, not like. You know, I don't want to blame everybody in the 60s generation. You know, um, that whole era, I guess, more so than generation, the country just seemed to sink. And from then on, it, it went south on speed, you know. Right. And, um, but anyhow, and, and we don't want it to go there. And, and speaking of the country going south, um, I mentioned to Ruben that in New Jersey – um, we actually have a prepper store that opened up about two miles from my house. It's on um, Route 10 in Whippany, um, and it has quite a number of things there. And, you know, if you are in New Jersey, you're in, you're in the eye of the storm. And I know Ruben's lived in New Jersey, so you can attest to that, right? Definitely. Yeah, I was. I just came back from New Jersey. I was there for a couple of days, and um, as much as I love Jersey, um, the, you know, the roads, the highways, they're just basically um, totally, totally, nothing has really changed in, in, in almost a year that I've been waiting. Uh, yeah, and also um, I want to mention that, um, you know, it's something that you really should start thinking a little bit about is getting prepared, um, you know, and I, I know a lot of us are strapped for money anyhow, um, but, you know, it's just something that should be in the back of your mind and, you know, take into consideration that when you do get prepared, you have to start, um, you know, thinking how to store food, uh, medication, you know. Uh, I know a lot of us are Second Amendment people, so, you know, we, we do have our guns and all that, uh, but there's so much to learn. You know, suppose you have somebody who's a diabetic or somebody who needs a, uh, to take medication on a daily basis, you're going to have to know how to stock up in that in quantity. You uh-huh. know, but Ruben is, Ruben is safe where he is now. I can, I, I, if I want to go back to New York, New Jersey, I just get on a plane. It's only three hours and a half. Uh huh. But your state has the right to succeed. Correct. So, Correct. Uh, so you're in what I call the free state. 
Um, but, <laughs> and New Jersey were in the communist state. Um, <laughs> well, New Jersey, I, I, is not okay. as bad, New Jersey is not as bad as, as the Republican uh, Republic state of California, the Republic, communist Republic state of California. Okay, so, okay. Um, and, and Texas is called the uh, the Paul Revere State, right? You got um, it. Okay. And by the way, before we bring our guest on, I want to mention that there's a movement in California um, to uh, divide California up and have part of it called the State of Jefferson. To be the 51st uh-huh. state. Yeah. So it's on Facebook. Um, but let's bring on our guest tonight, our featured guest. Um, his name is Roger E. Nichols, uh, and he is running for president president of the United States. Um, and Roger, can you hear us? Yes, I am. Welcome to the Hi, show. How, how are you doing, Roger? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm excited. Uh huh. Had, had a nice weekend. So um, I've been looking forward to this time to, for others to get a chance to hear a little bit about me. So um, I'm excited. Sure. Can you give us can you give us a little background about you? Well, yeah, we can do that. Um, of what course, you know you my name. Huh? Okay. Good. I was going to ask what made you decide to get into politics and all that. Oh, that's that could last forever on that one. Um, I wasn't actually planning on doing politics. Um, I love sports. I coach athletics. Uh, I own I used to own uh, basketball teams, semi-pro football teams, and semi-pro basketball teams. I coached um, high school. I've, um, I, I enjoy athletics, and um, that was actually my goal. To do in the future, and and then, well, sometimes the Lord has different ways, and and um, I'm going according to His calling and His purpose. While I was pastoring churches, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was working and also coaching, and and um, I'm not going to argue with the man upstairs. <laughs> That's one thing you don't do is argue with God uh, when He calls you to a direction. Uh, just do it. Right. Laws is good, and laws is great. For Go ahead. People. Great. Laws is um, good for you, okay, Roger. Hold on. Can, can you tell us what your um, what your party platform is? Oh, well, the platform the Unity Party has uh, basically it's very new. It's in. But um, so right now they're in like in thirty seven. We're in thirty seven states. Um, at the present time, uh, they care. They they had a platform about um, fossil fuel. They believe in fossil fuel uh, as the way of the future and limited taxes. Uh, now this is the Unity Party platform. Um, they believe in um, um, a, 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 say a, a share tax form idea of a share tax percentage tax form. Um, in that area, um, so that's just a little, yeah, a little bit on the Unity Party. 
But say, you know, that that's the catch-22 when you run for office. Uh, people think you should, you're going to go according to the party's platform. No. I agree to some of the platform that they have, but I am going to according to what the people want and also according to the Constitution. Um, so, like, for instance, um, I believe truly in the flat tax, I'm not, uh, fair tax, excuse me, fair tax situation, um, the change the tax code to a fair tax because um, it um, shares among individuals. Uh, and I believe in sharing as far as um, that's the people's money, and they should get a dividend back every quarterly or even monthly. Uh, most most likely it's every quarterly. But um, uh, I tell you what, I I wouldn't mind even myself or I know anybody else wouldn't mind have uh, $250 or $300 every quarterly extra in their pocket. Uh, right. But um, I, that's what I like about the fair tax, and um, and I consider that as an employee-owned tax part. Like I say, you know, it's like it's the money is for the people, is the people's money, um, and they should reap it, and that's the bottom line. And and uh, the unity party tax is like a portion of a like a percentage tax, um, like 10% uh, flow. But um, So, you know, you, you, just, you don't necessarily, you don't need to go according to a party. You represent the people of this country. And and that's what I'm right. about. I'm not, I'm not about, um, it's America first, politics last. And, uh, yeah, it- Roger, Roger, I'm totally with you. Uh, the American people should be first, and everyone else should be, you know, be waiting on, on the end of, at the end of the line. Uh, it's easier said than done. Uh, the reality of today is that the level of corruption that we have, uh, both from the federal, state, all the way down to the local uh, officials, is just out of control. What? How does? Uh, how does the Unity Party and uh, look at and the, your members? How do they look at the current situation that we are facing today as a country? What what are they What are they telling you, Roger? We need to do this first. We need to do this second. We need to. What What What, what Can you just give me a, a, a brief summary of what What would the party and their members wanting you to do if you were elected president of the United States? They would let me run the country according to the Constitution. Right. Uh, period. They, there's no, they're not that kind of a party that um, that you have to do according to what the sorrows or um, uh, but, um, all those um, higher entity uh, people. Um, you do according to what 
uh, you're supposed to do what's right. And, right. Period. And and if, and I tell this much, I don't care what party affiliate, if they don't like elected elected president, they don't like how I'm doing things for the people. I just don't represent them, <laughs> you know, and uh, right. that's going to be the bottom line. They're not, they don't tell me nothing. They don't tell me how to do right. things. No, right no, now, but I'm saying, president, go ahead. I'm sorry, Roger, right. Roger. But there must be there must be a sense within your uh, within the Unity Party that the most pressing <clears throat> mess, most pressing most pressing needs are uh, illegal immigration, uh, uh, foreign affairs. There has to be something that basically defines defines your party topics subjects that basically are of major concern. My major concern would be illegal immigration. My major uh, my second major concern would be the nineteen trillion dollar debt that we have deficit that we have. So that's Correct. my question to you is: as the president of the Unity Party, your members and yourself, what would be the most pressing needs? If you were to be elected president, what would you tackle on, on the first first ninety days? Well, for definitely, you well, we have to go all angles. Um, I would definitely start with immigration reform. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, basically, well, I'm not the unity president, party president. Uh, I'm actually a candidate of the unity party, running for okay. president. Okay. Just okay. To cl- clarify that. I mean, I'm not. Um, thank you for the honor, though. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if I was there. Uh-huh. the president of the Unity Party, but uh, I'm not. I am a candidate for president of the Unity Party. Um, that's why I was kind of buff on that. You know, what do they want? No, this is what I would do as president of the United States. I would start with immigration reform. Um, there, there's laws already in fact. The problem is that they're not being implemented. I would make sure they laws would get implemented of, of the border and let and make things different as far as getting uh, more security forces down the border. I would get up to up to all kind of equipment that we have, update commercial equipment that we have to watch the borders, to help the security for the borders. Um, and also, one thing you have to remember, the state uh, the federal government needs to back off on the state levels as far as limiting the government. But when it comes to this, the state wants help, so that's what I would do. I would help fund the state, give them the resources they need to do their job efficiently and do their job correctly. And But the state would still be in charge of their own entity. Um I would start with that. I would start. In fact, I would those tunnels that they have underneath that drawn from um, Mexico underneath they found. I would blow them up, seal them up, where they can't go through anymore. Uh, seal right. those tunnels off. Seal those tunnels off. I, I would start something. And not only uh, do the fence part or the wall, it'll take more than that. It's going to take a uh, revolving door of taking and set at the illegal immigrants. Find out right there in there their backgrounds when they get stopped at the line. Find out what their background is. Find out their life history. And hopefully you do all that. 
and sometimes it takes time. But, right, but uh, but let me let, let me let me inter- interject in there for a minute. I, 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 there's a great percentage of illegal immigration that comes through the south uh, southern border, but a great number uh, of of the immigrant illegal immigrants that overstay they overstay their visa. They come through our national airports, our domestic airports, and our port of entries. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also includes the, the a lot of the different ports that we have here in, in, in the United States, and they overstate their visa. How would you tackle that aspect? I mean, you, you indicated that you would do on the southern border, but you have oh, a lot of the illegal uh, immigrants all coming to another another outlet. Well, you guys, you guys cover all well, cover all areas. You don't do one uh, area. Um, right. That's that's the start I would do. But like you said, the visas. At least you have a tracking tool to know where they're, where they're at according to the visas. I would make sure they go set up stations uh, um, at each state or county, and gotta round them up as far as um, not not talking about like. Um, uh, martial law or anything. I'm talking about when you search these guys out, or men or women or families, and check out their visa and how, how it goes. And then that has to be changed and implemented. That's what I say. There's a lot of input. There's everything that is, that's there, but they're not being enforced. I mean, if, if a person no. is out of their visa, then they're going to have to leave or refile their papers. Now, supposing, Roger, um, okay, uh, you have somebody who um, who has come across the border um, illegally and now they have a baby here in this country and we know that the babies would be citizens. H- how do we handle something like that? Because well, cause the parent yeah. is not a legal citizen and technically mm-hmm. they ha- they should be deported. Technically, right. but the current well, law has it. Where, go ahead. You know, you ever heard of tough love? I know, I know. I've been through tough love. Sometimes you uh-huh. got to do what you got to do. You got to send them back, even even the baby. There's only so much you do. We can't even take care of our own people. We have babies today in our country that's suffering. So how can you help mm-hmm. somebody else's children when we can't even help our own? And um, you would definitely, the family, the parents, or that, the mother or the child will have to have to go until they get correctly and go through the proper way of being a, a citizen. There should be no excuses at all. Uh, now, there's some there's some families I know that they probably work over here uh, to feed for their family over wherever it is. I'm not just talking about Mexico. It's other. It's not a race issue. It's a it's immigrate. Our nation is founded by immigrants. There's great, there's great immigrants who uh, help our country and help, you know, well, us. But well, there is yeah, right way in the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, it's it's. Let's clarify and make it. Uh, it's not just you know illegal immigrants come from all over the world. I mean, we have from India to China, from Russia, right, from Europe, right. from from everywhere, from Africa. Uh, the point is, uh, I'm, 
I'm an equal opportunity basher. I mean, for illegal immigration, I don't really care where uh-huh. you come from. If you're here illegally, you you, you got to get out. Or, or or you know what? We need to we we need to uh, make it make it so tough that you, you leave. But my, my my question to you is uh, really not a question. But how about uh-huh. using E-Verify? E-Verify is a tool that for some reason it's not being used. And I, I understand why they're not using it. The businesses are not using it because you know big business, they're interested in cheap labor, uh, and they want you know they want uh, uh, these all these people to come here and, and work for nothing. Um, but E-Verify is a tool that the government and businesses should be using. And as president, would you sign an executive order to uh, to penalize any company that does not utilize E-Verify? Definitely. As President of the United States, and I don't like using that word executive order, uh, because but that's what it is, you know. But um I would definitely step up to the plate and be harsh penalties. It might it's gonna make some people angry. It's gonna make uh excellent minded individual business owners angry. But you have to get things right. What happens is somebody they hire and an employee that is illegal ends up doing another twin tower situation. Ends up being um, um, killing innocent citizens. Um, they should be accountable for it. They should be accountable for it. They should know what their business is like. They should know who's working for the business, and they got laws and obligations to be. Now that's not to be a dictator. The law is law, and uh, there's a line. There's that line to draw, but yeah, I would definitely. Um, um, that will no, help. Uh, um, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I also want to interject here. Um, the um, education system, with uh, especially with, with immigration. Um, you know, you send a one of their their students to our schools, uh, and what the American people don't see is that uh, it, actually their taxpayer their um, their taxes go up too on the count of this because you have the schools have to provide services to those, especially those who don't speak English, um, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if um, in the schools if they can use E-Verify either or something on, on a student, but how would you handle this problem with the schools, with the education system? Because immigration, well, it doesn't always only affect the schools. It affects the government. It affects almost all aspects of our lives. So, Well, for one, one thing, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Go ahead. I want to see how would you handle this situation with with the schools now, because now you have them coming to our schools, and American taxpayer has to pay for the funding for whatever special services that they need, via right. if it's English or whatnot. We have to remember what we're trying to do. I won't answer that question. I'm not going to avoid it. Um, a lot of the political. People they avoid the question. So, 
But what I want to start is this, is that we have to remember we're trying to limit the government uh, get out of state control, limited government. We have to make sure we got limited government. But there's some resources that have to be um, um, extra involvement in areas. So I, I just want to let everybody know that I am for limited government. So I don't. But as far as the educational part is that um, I believe truly the state is in control of the education. Uh, as far as education with uh, the people, uh, it starts from the home. And and uh, when an illegal immigrant comes to the schools, they should be monitored right then and there and, and find out if they're legal or not. And if they're not legal, that's when you get take that opportunity to uh, let them send them back to their uh, where they came from and let them go through the proper channels to become citizens. That will prevent some of that uh, from happening as far as um, spend, uh, extra expenditure. Now, there's some that gets away with it that's over here, uh, I would say, help out their grandparents or uh, people that's ill or, you know, they have different situations. But I, I would definitely let the schools handle the situation according to you know, they have security at school anyway. And mm-hmm. I would use that what you have, not only to uh, like I said, all I gotta figure out is right at the present time is when they come in school, they sign their papers to get enrollment, make sure that their status they are legal or not. If they're not don't keep them. You take, you find the parents are, and deport them, and that will help stop some of that. Uh, oh, okay. I, I I like the idea, but nowadays we have we have many illegals uh, that have fake social security. Fake. Uh, correct. They, go, they can go to states like the state of Washington, and and then you know they can get a, a driver's license. So how would you tackle uh, a situation that's now it's totally like I indicated from the very the initial uh, start of this interview um, that it's out of control the corruption the level of corruption they, you know they sell social security of dead people and and uh, a lot of these individuals have fake social security so how how would you be able because basically from uh, from my experience with my son uh, when you enroll the kid in school do you need a utility bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can get basically if they rent a house, they they basically show a social security and they, or they can show a paycheck. But as long as they have that and a driver's license, they can be here illegally. But they they have a fake one. So how would you tackle something like that? A situation like well, that? Well, that what you do is just not you don't have them sign it. You go from that point and have somebody go and see if they look really live there, see if they really exist. Okay. I mean, you do a follow up right then and there. You don't wait. Oh, we'll do it tomorrow or next week. You know, um, you do it right there. You make the plan. And that's why you implement. You, I mean, real, realistically, it'll take a little bit of time, of course, because you got a lot of people you're talking about. It's just not like hundred. I mean, it's millions of, of students. It's just you know outrageous. But you implement it by 
following through the steps and going and see the people. Is that the correct address? They live there. Is the people really there? That that won't solve all of it because you still got to do the follow. As far as like the part about the social security, you know, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. I know some people at one time they had three, four different social security numbers. <laughs> and, right. And I understand mm-hmm. that. I, I know people that way, and they got trolled for it. They finally got sent back to where they um, back to the country where they came from. But um, um, you just have to follow through, follow through the implement, and that's where once again you have your state, you have your school systems, and they have to check on it. And it's going to cost money to do this. There's no doubt. But if everything's all together in one place, like one school, you got so many departments, um, let's say with the security guard, you got security there, you have them fill the papers out and do a background check, just like a job. And But I would do more than that. I would go and see if they actually live there. I mean, that's, to me, that's why mm-hmm. I would do, as being president. Or even if I wasn't president of the United States, that's something that schools should be doing anyway. Um, folks, and we do have a lot of callers on the line again. Um, anybody want to chime in and ask a question? Oh, that's fine. I mean, uh, I'm open-minded, so, yeah. We, we get very... a lot of people that just that just like to listen. Um, caller 239, you want to ask? About 760. Okay, so... Um, uh, all right, so I, I have, I have we'll, another question. I have another question. Go ahead. Uh, so, Roger, um, in regards to uh, foreign policy, where do you where where do you see the situation with um, the current situation that we have with Iran? Iran is a, a rug nation. Uh, to, uh, you know, they have their proxy proxy groups that around the world like the Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad and Hamas mm-hmm. that they basically fund for terrorist acts that are committed against uh, that have been committed against the U.S. and also against Israel and, and, uh, and also in Europe. What would you say on, uh, what would you tell, what would, what would be the message that you would be sending to Tehran, the capital of Iran for anyone who doesn't know? Uh, Mm-hmm. In regards to the, the situation that they want to obtain a nuclear bomb, they 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 basically uh, this president has actually given them a free ride, and 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 the mullahs, the mullahs, the imams over there in 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 Tehran don't really take the current president serious. How would you? What would be the message you would be sending them regarding our position? Well, you know they've been using. They've been trying to do everything through dialogue and through um, um, with Iran. I would tell them straight out, as being president, hand over all information, which I know they want, about your nuclears, which they're not going to anyway, because it's already they've already been mention about this. I would follow the steps of that, but I'll tell you what, come right down to it, I would cut off all their supplies, all their monies that they're receiving from 
for banks, I would do more than what they're doing now. I will also support Israel, back Israel up, help them out defensively. I would send, um, I would say, uh, aid or equipment even over towards Turkish or to the Kurds. Um, I would make sure that they understand that if they don't uh, do what they're supposed to do with uh, with sanctions has not done its job, I would excellently stand up and just tell them, you know, for the mind. <laughs> and um, uh-huh. I would. They would not like me. They'd probably try to get assassinated. But um, I don't. I don't care. Um, anybody who's going against the United States is not our ally. Is not my friend. And anybody who's against Israel is not my friend. And um, I would make sure that they get clear picture that this president is not going to bow down to them. This president is not going to take any briberies that this president is going to stand up for the American people. And that's all there is to it. I would make sure we got a clear picture. And the sanctions is not enough. Um, and they may be back on it, but they need to string their money from them completely. And if they can't get the answer from that, well, I would even go as far as, um, who knows? I know one time there was a coup was trying to get set up to overthrow Iran. And nothing became of that because um, our government didn't help them out. So there could be a possibility that it could be an insurgence in Iran itself. It could be uh, provided aid to overthrow their own government. So um, there's a way to do things just like what their people's trying to do to us with ISIS over in our country. Now, don't get me wrong. There's not all Iranians or not all people are, are terrible, uh, bad people. Of course not. Of course not. We and we have to remember that. Right. That's something that that we need to but, clarify. Mm-hmm. And but uh, the ones who really want to step up and do something for Iran, yeah, I would help them. So um, and right. I would make sure that the allies now. You have to make sure that you have ally support too, and if if the countries do not believe in America, that's because they don't believe in the leadership. Um, I would make sure our allies are with us 110 percent. But um, there's times you gotta do things alone without allies' approval, and um, that would be. I would definitely do those things at first. I would. Threaten, uh, threaten them as far as um, taking the funds from them, strangle them as far as them receiving any oil or goods or whatever, 
they're mandatory. And, and then you got Russia bringing in stuff. I mean, I would make sure there's an embargo, at least for them that can't receive anything, of any type of foreign aid. And throw that route. I mean, that worked, That was working pretty good, I would say, for the time being until, um, until, they, until our government kind of, say, um, let, the, let, let, let it go behind the doors on them. But um, or under the bus, right. throw, throw under the bus more or less. But um, um, that'd be a start. That'd be a start. And like I said, help out Israel, make sure they're. And if you know, we want to. What's very important is is that America comes first, period. And I, I'm more, I'm more prone to see our country. Our country is. Already strong, you know. It's negativity that, yeah, we have some things, but we're still the best country in the world, and we got things we got fixed and issues that needs to be done. But um, America comes first before any other country, and but you got to watch out for for um, um, your enemies outside the horizon. So um, that would be a start, but. Everything's also done through Congress and Senate, and everything's also done through your staff. So a lot of everything's going to um, – you have to go through proper channels and proper ways to get things correctly done. So, um, Roger, we do have a full line here. Uh, and callers, I do encourage you to ask a question, okay? Um, you know, uh, we, we don't fight. Caller 913, you want to ask a question? Um, okay. Uh, okay. If not, well, I want to move on to. Um, uh, uh, if there's nobody asking a question, I want to move on to um, health care, and then jobs okay. and the economy. Okay. Um, and one thing with health care, uh, it's it's no surprise that uh, the uh, Obamacare has to be repealed. And the question is. You know, right now, would, is the Republicans would do it, or anybody would do it. But if you go ahead and repeal the Obamacare, what are you going to do to replace it? Well, for for first thing, it really didn't need to be re- nothing needed to be replaced. Um, the reason why I say that because with Medicare and Medicaid, you already have what they need to do was to switch. Uh, get rid of the green tape. Get rid of the red tapes. As far as I say, green. But anyway, get rid of the um, all the rigors that provides people the care they need and the doctors and their money. So you have to um, change the entitlement form and strengthen that. Now, before Medicare, Medicaid, you know, of course, Medicare, Medicaid was strong. It was strengthened, but then, yeah, or over time it got into because of um, wars and, and also because of um, others getting into it most likely as far as as far as um, like the um, Persian Gulf War, for instance, um, they got to tap into the fund system to pay for it, and and with all the elderly people that's coming up and so Medicare, Medicaid, I would have continued putting the money in towards that and restructure the program, you didn't need to change anything. 
You literally you can't get Medicare. I would get everybody Medicaid at the time of birth. Everybody should automatically have Medicaid, Medicare, no matter what age you are. Uh, now, there would be stipulations as far as um, guidelines you go through, of course, uh, you know, how much, and there has to be different level plans. But I, if you give it to everybody at the time of birth, that would make a big difference, and you wouldn't have to have Obamacare. I would abolish it. And then, but then also, see, but you have the insurance companies out there, and there's good working insurance uh, providers, uh, businesses, and you know, of course, people's worked hard for their own business too. And so you don't want to leave out, and you want everybody still get their money, everybody still get their share. And but if everybody instead of waiting until a certain age to get, like there's no hardly no adult Medicaid anymore, entitlements. Um, they call me entitlements, of course. And it might make some people angry, but if everybody had those at the beginning, uh, you were able to control the situation um, instead of putting all the loopholes in. But uh, that's just my theory, idea of it. Uh, so um, that's what I would do. How would you, uh, how would you go ahead and uh, handle the situation in, in Washington, D.C., that it's basically controlled by the lobbyists. You know, the uh, the the uh, global influencers, uh, multinational companies that basically have set up a scheme in Washington where basically they control the president, they control the politicians. I mean, how, how would you clean it up out? I mean, that's that's kind of impossible at this moment. Uh, at this moment, it is impossible. But you have to remember this also. I would say, yeah, it's impossible. That's because what you got, uh, who you have in office. Uh, it's because who you have. I mean, it goes all the way back from uh, the fundamental as far as um, the voting. Uh, people listen to politicians and listen to a great pitch of, and great ideas, and then when they get to office, they, huh, you know, they just turn the other cheek, more or less. And right. um, what I would do is just, just you go to the people, vote them in. You hold it. You get the people vote to get them out, and you make sure they get out, and limit their term limits as far as term limits. And there's proper ways of doing things. Uh, we reduce the term limits for those lobbyists or senators or congressmen that's in office, that will take away some of that itself. Um, but I would definitely, you got to fire people. Stand up. Like the word, like you have the, um, I didn't want to use that word, but anyway, you must make sure you got the, you know what, to stand up and just do it. Fire. Yeah. Um, but you got to uh, make sure now, if you fire a bunch of people, you got to have people ready to be in their place. You can't go out with a little pistol and decide 
to get everybody out of the office and have nobody there to do the job. I mean, you know, you got to make sure you got people in place. And um, they take the spot, you know. And um, there's just proper ways to do right. it. Right. You, you can't be gun hole. Um, I mean, you can, but you, you can't. You're not, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, I get, become president of the United States. They will follow after the president. And they see that the president's going to do according to the Constitution and according to the people. You know, people do make changes in their life and change their ways. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the leader has to be one who leads. And, um, yes. I, just, uh, I mean, I, I just, that's how I, go ahead. I'll be quiet. I mean, uh, well, I, I want I to move <laughs> on to, uh, if we've gone through health care, um, I, I also want to talk about jobs and the economy and, and whatnot, um, because, you know, um, you do have high unemployment rate, and I say unemployment rate, you know, uh, probably is around somewhere between 17 and 20%, not, not what's being told to you. Because usually right. the numbers that are put out there are, they don't include the ones, the people who have um, exhausted their benefits or who are working part-time, you know, to to cover their losses. So so usually that, the number the government puts out there usually isn't right. Uh, what would you do to um, stimulate job growth? Well, so the job growth actually um, uh, comes from people. I mean, you, there's a lot of red tape when it comes to small business loans and everything. There's a lot of there's a lot of red tape, but uh, the people build the country. There's wonderful mom and pop shops. There's wonderful people who's uh, done things that's unreal is uh, to grow the country. Um, what I would do as president is that, for one thing, give a tax relief for, for people to start new businesses, uh, help help them uh, hire help for trainees on the job, or depends what the profession is, um, give them education, help help them provide that to their to um, the employers employees. Um, I would, um, like I said, start the small business part, uh, give her some red tape that holds back as far as people getting their loans to um, start new businesses, to create, to see their vision, you know, and to make that vision come come true. And not only one one person, you know, there, there's, you know, there, people have say, yeah, they come from ground floor and work their way up and and, and become CEOs and all that. It, it takes more than that. You keep on forgetting the people that buys the products. You got people who of a country who works to make the products work. It's just not a CEO of one person. Um, but I would start with it's help those individuals or groups to get their loan, if they need a loan, start a business up and get them the ground floor startup, the startup loan. 
And now, again, you have to remember, we're trying to limit the government. And and that's where the government, when they help out, federal government or when they help out the people, they need to learn to stay back away from the people and let them do what they're supposed to do. And and um, and make sure that the people has control over their job and over their vision. Um, that would right. be the start. That would be the start. I mean, there's there's other areas. I mean, there's some that's already... You got, like I said, illegal. And another thing now, we have to remember too is that you that's not you got we got disability people in the country that has done a lot for the country, and um, they need help and guidance even with as far as disability community. And there's great minded individuals in, in, in those areas that can do a lot to create jobs likewise. So um, that'd be just a start, like I said, you know. Uh, you have to start somewhere. And right. Get rid of um, the red tape. Go ahead, Ruben. Do you want to ask? Well, yeah, I do. Uh, I want to. Um, I want to touch on the the current situation that we have in the United States with the drug epidemic. Okay. Um, uh, hold on. So, so mm-hmm. If you don't mind, if you don't mind. Hold on, just for a few seconds. I have to. <laughs> anyway, hold on, please. I got answers. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Okay, well, what did you want to mention about the drug epidemic? Well, you know, we've we've had we've had the war on drugs uh, for such a long time. Uh, so much money has has been invested in 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 the war on drugs. Uh, as president, what would you do different than every other president that has basically, and every other government uh, that we've had has failed in, in the war on 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 drugs. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you my stretch on that, Ruben. What's your head, CW? Yeah, what's your head? I'm sorry. Stuff that you see on there. Um, from looking into back? some cases, uh, 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 Ruben. From looking into some cases, the reason why that's difficult um, is because. Um, number one is all of the money involved, and two, who are the people involved? Who benefits from it? You know, and and that's right. why it's so it's such a difficult thing to to uh, to crack. Um, you know, it, it, it is, and um, you know, and um, what what we do, what the group does here, um, is that. We're on the first line of defense with this, and we educate. And um, but but that is our our sole purpose is just to educate. We're we're, we're not the law enforcement. That that should be the rest of the thing. Um, well, you know, I, um, I, I, I have a my point. My take on this is that we need to change the the way we're we're, we're fighting the war on drugs. This has to be not just a, a United States uh, ba- uh, battle uh, or a war. It has to be a global. And as you know, with human trafficking, the whole world has to be involved. Otherwise, it's not going to fail. And the more money that we are pouring into it, it should be a combined world uh 
You mean uh, to, to buy a, a Yes, that well, includes education. Exactly, because we've been fighting. We've been. We are the ones. The United States of America has been the one who has been at the forefront with money, with weapons, with the military, and we just cannot do it ourselves. We ha- we need the cooperation of the rest of the world. I mean, we have drugs. We have opium uh, coming from Afghanistan. Uh, we have, you know, hashish coming from the Middle East, uh, Middle East and Asia. Uh, Mexico, we're, we're getting, you know, the, the marijuanas and the cocaines and the meth. Uh, uh, and and uh, so, you know, all these countries have to come together. Otherwise, we should not be there alone. Right. That's uh, otherwise, the, the world, the you know, as a world, as we need to work together, you okay. know. And yeah. um, Roger, are you there? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about uh, that. It was, uh, okay. I, had, I went check. Uh, we're, was, we're talking no about you know two, one issue. It's it is one issue, but it combines. Ruben asked about the drugs, and I put in the yeah. human trafficking. Okay, uh-huh. only because. You know, they are intertwined, um, and, you know, uh, Ruben is a, is a private, by the way, and um, and we do have a human trafficking wing here, and um, uh-huh. we want to know, because um, we know in the past that every president has failed at this, and every, um, you know, and, and I had stepped in, because I know it from the human trafficking ain't, Angle, they failed because number one, of all the money that's involved in it. Number two, who is involved in it? And those are the two biggest reasons why those enti- the the wars to stop it have failed. So how, how would you, what would you do different? Well, now we have to be very careful. And one thing we got to be very careful is is that we do not want. I have nothing to do with world government, new world order. And Mm -hmm. we have to be very careful when we do things and get other countries involved, let them understand and know we're not a new world order. And um, I want the people to know this, of our country, knowing that I do not support new world order. But there is a time and a place that you get countries together to try to stop, prevent, uh, things from happening, and you have to have your dialogue, and that's where it comes. And you have your ambassadors, and you have your foreign ministers. Um, we have to do it together. We have to work as a team. That's all there is to it. Um, right. You can't. You cannot. Uh, don't get me wrong. Our country is a great country, and and today I know that we're strong. We got the greatest military in the world. We have the greatest men and women who who um, serve our country. Uh, look at all the sacrifices that's been made for our freedom. Um, but I would not I was not to downgrade what we have. But sometimes you have to get the help for other mm-hmm. countries to control their situation and help each other out. Now, not to come in the United States and like right. the UN charters or whatever 
and to be um, tell us what to do. But you have to have a dialogue. I guess work as a partnership, right? Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. Um, Roger, we're out of time. Do you have a website? Uh, Yes, all all websites are on Facebook. It's very simple. Uh, Just look me up. Look at Roger E. Nichols, Unity Party for President. And, uh, Google search me. You'll find my website um, on there. And um, that's the easiest way of finding me. Just Google my name. And you'll find my websites. And go on Facebook and find my um, Facebook page. And uh, that's uh, okay. the way I do um, We are out of time. Um, Roger, thank you for joining us. Oh, um, I enjoyed Pleasure having you. And uh, I, yeah, wanted to thank our listeners for listening. And um, Ruben, another one bites the dust. Right. Uh, I just want to mention. <laughs> that, I want to mention that next week we'll having uh, Javier Manjaras, who's the editor owner of Shark Tank. So oh, yeah. okay, that's a great that's one. Yeah, he'll be he'll be in uh, he'll be coming on for about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, because he has a very busy schedule. But we're going to cover as much as many topics as possible with him. Um, so looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, folks. Until next week, um, we'll see you then. Thank you very much. All right, have Thank a good you. Night. Thank you. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.